There's no way to do that. No, there is a way to do it. Well, yeah, there is. Abortion but clinics will not do it. They will not well, yeah. have an ultrasound while the baby is being aborted because the baby will respond. It's not. They will for if you take out a kidney mm -hmm. and you want to watch the kidney coming out, they'll put the they'll put the thing screen right there. You can watch them do the surgery and all kinds of procedures. You can actually watch them cutting out things and doing it. You can watch it on video. And and if you cannot do that because because you know it'll be offensive to the person that it will leave a lasting impact in them if you cannot show them doing the abortion and what that baby's doing if it's that offensive then maybe it might be wrong <laughs> Well, welcome to another episode of Experiencing uh, the Truth. Today, uh, we are talking about kind of a touchy subject. I know there's a lot of uh, tension surrounding this, um, and we're not trying to come off as arrogant, but again, the reason why we have this podcast is we don't want culture's opinion. Uh, we don't want uh, a presidential or, or a political opinion. We're looking to what the word says and we're looking to what what is what would God have to say about, you know, these cultural issues, because there's always going to be issues and culture is going to go left and right all throughout history. And it has. But the truth and the word of God uh, has stayed the same. And with that being said, we're talking about abortion, Roe v. Wade. And as a Christian, what side should you lean on? Is it the giving giving uh, of a choice uh, we live in America. Should they have the freedom to decide whether to abort their baby, or um, are you on the the side of pro life? Where where should you stand as a Christian? And that's what we're going to be going through uh, today. So, well, and I think, uh, like you said, it's it's a pretty tense subject, and I think on both sides, um, the enemy uses it as a way to create division among people um, because they're pretty passionate decisions when you see people protesting outside of Supreme Court justice houses, um, which would not, it's just not acceptable uh, to do that in any shape, even if it were the other side. Um, I wouldn't uh, encourage people to protest at someone's house. Um, but we become a society that if you don't agree with us, we're going to like we're going to like bully you into agreeing with us. Like your opinion has to fit what we want it to be or, or else. And I think uh, one of the things that really hit me hard was I went to someone in our, in one of our campuses graduated from medical school at the university of Minnesota. And I went to the graduation and there was a gentleman that got up and in my opinion, uh, he began to talk about rebellious doctoring and that really kind of led them to think that even if the law would change on that they should do what they think is right, which was what he thought was right, and that is do abortions. Um, in his mind, it was the only right way of doing that. And I think when you have a room that at least is split down the middle and, and what, what you believe um, you know, it, it, it was really a place in a context where that should not even have been discussed. And yet so many people are taking opportunities, uh, to spew out their, their opinions on things. And the part I don't enjoy is by, by creating a narrative 
that says the reason that I'm against abortion or the reason I'm for and, and is because you're this way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we got to be careful when we create narratives. And, and, and it's really done in a way to manipulate people's opinions about those who mm-hmm. are against that opinion. So in this case, he said, um, you know, I'm what I would say is uh, I'm pro-choice. I'm very pro-choice and I'm a believer and I'm very pro-choice. I believe that God gave you the choice to choose all kinds of things. However, I believe in the case, like I want women to have rights. I think women should be equally paid. I think women should have the right to vote. Uh, of course, that's insane to think not, not that way. I think women should have all the rights that men have, vice versa rights. However, when it comes to a life, life always trumps rights. Mm-hmm. Life always trumps yeah. rights. Um, I don't believe, because I, I don't believe that it is right to take the life of a baby. And in the womb of a woman, when there is a baby, when a woman is pregnant, there is a baby in the womb. I don't believe that it is right to supersede the rights of that baby and, and to take the life of that baby uh, because I just want to. And, and so, um, I, I, you know, there's a narrative, I think, out there that's creating a whole lot of tension and there's no discussion. And, I, and then the other thing, Alex, which, which is just crazy, is you'll hear them say the overwhelming majority of Americans um, think abortion's okay. Well, th- that, that is so messed up on so many levels. Number yeah. one... The polling they do is so targeted to the places where they know they're going to get the result they want. And keep in mind, they did polling in presidential elections that showed one candidate with a landslide victory and they lost. So can polling be completely trusted? Number one. Number two, does it matter does morality really, is it matter? Do you know when Roe versus Wade was actually ruled upon the first time in the Supreme Court, that public opinion was overwhelmingly against abortion? The judges that made that ruling didn't look at the overall opinion of culture at that time to make their decision. They made their decision counterculture. They were, they, they made that decision and it was one of, I had a constitutional lawyer tell me it's the weakest, if not one of the weakest, uh, rulings that the court ever made that, that it was even to the point of not being constitutional because it invaded on the rights of that child. Hmm. So, I mean, we'll go through a whole lot of things that kind of lay this out, um, the hypocrisy of what I hear uh, when it comes to abortion, and I can go on and on. One, California, um, they charged Scott Peterson with a double homicide because he killed his pregnant wife. In a state that that overwhelmingly, in, in the state of California, uh, unfortunately, a number of the people that think abortion's fine, if, if Lacey Peterson had went and had an abortion 10 minutes before she was killed, 
uh, it would have been a single homicide and she would not have been viewed as killing her baby. It, how do you rule, charge someone with a double homicide if you kill a pregnant woman, but abortion's fine? It, it really, uh, it, it, it defies logic. And that's usually what happens when we're defying, um, you know, God's authority in our life. And, you know, the logic of uh, operating on, you know, popular opinion is totally contrary to what people would say about, and I mean, the the Nazi party, how many people supported, uh, they literally had a rally here in America of thousands yeah. of people who showed up here in America before they knew everything that was, that was going on, that was considered right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be thrown in jail if you went actually, if you literally were against the Nazi party in, in Germany and maybe even beyond that. And so because of the, the public opinion was um, Nazi, was that right? That never makes it right. So the logic of first public, you know, a majority opinion making something right doesn't, doesn't mean it's right. And if you base your morality off of that, you are basing your, your whole life on sand and it's not something uh, that's sturdy. You can't, you can't stand on that type of logic. Yeah, there was a whole generation of Americans that thought slavery was right. Yeah, exactly. Was it? Of course not. Yeah. You know, it, 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 public opinion is cannot, and we live in an era though, where public opinion determines morality right now. Mm-hmm. And so as a Christian, uh, when, when you have to understand when there is no God, when you remove God from the equation, as so many people have in our society, and 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 it's interesting. This is interesting. Um, in our universities across America, uh, they would they were teaching people do whatever's right in your own eyes. If it's right for you to do it, then do it's right. There's no moral absolutes. There is no absolute. So in doing that, if if you want to have an abortion, that's your right to have an abortion. There's no moral absolute. Who's to say? Uh, that that's a baby. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we, as, as people who believe that there is a creator and a God, um, have a moral absolute in the word of God, and, and it's planted in the word of God. In, in Psalms 139, it says that we were fearfully and wonderfully made by God, and mm-hmm. the days were written in the book before one of them ever existed, that 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 baby in the womb of a person is just not not only a human being, it's an expression of God in the womb. And, uh, and we recognize that. And so we're not trying to usurp people's rights, Mm-mm. which is what so many of these, these sounding boards want to scream and yell. They're trying, really, do you really think that's our motivation to take away your rights? Come on. But that's what culture does. Yeah, that's what they're doing. We want to protect the baby. Mm -hmm. That's because we believe it's a life. We're fully persuaded that that's a life inside the womb. What politics does, and this is literally, like I I talked about this in a few episodes back where I watched Becoming a Tyrant. How do you become a tyrant? The number one thing they have to do if they want power is, they need to instill fear. If they instill fear, they can move a group of people into making a decision. Because if you can stigmatize someone and you and you instill fear, they're not thinking rationally because they 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 are grouped into making a decision without doing any of the research because it's 
oh, oh my goodness, this could be taken away, this can be taken away. And not only that, not only do they steal fear in this case, or are you taking, they're, you're taking away my rights, and that's the, the marching orders of uh, politicians. Men are trying to take away your rights. Just like with racism and, and the, the, now the abortion thing, it's if they can, if they can, they'll take away your influence by calling you a racist or a misogynist. And so you have no platform or influence to speak on certain topics. And so they'll just, you're totally written off because of that. So you can't like, that's, that's also what's happened and stealing a fear and then taking away your influence by accusing you. of Yeah. And I think the thing that's frustrating for me is, uh, they want to make it a political thing. Yeah. For me, this has nothing to do with politics. Mm -hmm. This is not a political, uh, this isn't a political arena. I mean, we're talking about a human life. Um, this this is something that, you know. What's interesting in Texas, and and I've always felt, you know, you know, I you know, I got tired of Republicans telling us all the time that they were against abortion and doing nothing about it. Um, and so, I when I say this is nothing about politics, it really isn't. And I always felt like what happened in Texas should be done all over the country. Uh, if abortion's going to be legal, then it should be required before you have the abortion for the mother to have to have an ultrasound. The mother, because I believe firmly that when a mama sees her the baby in the womb, something clicks in and she cannot deny, deny that that is a life, and yeah. that mama gene kicks in, and no matter what her circumstances, no matter how it happened, there's something maternal in that mother that says, I'm not getting rid of that baby. And I think that's been proven in Texas where they went from some 37 or whatever it was, abortion clinics, down to three mm-hmm. once that law was instated, that you, could, you had to get an ultrasound before getting an abortion, and, 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 and what was happening was they were doing abortions and they were doing it for, uh, money and they were just going through, it wasn't, it wasn't to help the woman. They were trying to make money and they're doing abortions and they got caught hmm. and some of the abortion clinics, what they got caught in was some of the abortion clinics were doing abortions where there were no pregnancies. Oh, wow. So they were telling the mother she had an abortion. She was pregnant. She had the abortion. She paid for the abortion. They never did. But the mom is still leaving with the residue. And if, if you're a mom that's had an abortion, you know exactly what I'm talking about. No one tells you about the emotional impact it has in your life. After you leave that clinic, there is a toll that it plays. I know number of, and I'm a pastor. I, I counsel with people. There are a number of women who have come and they've had an emotional toll on their life because they had an abortion uh, of, of a baby. And, and later they, they, they have to deal with the emotional part of that. But, but when Texas, when it goes from that many to three, they couldn't stay open because when mama saw the baby in the womb, they said, I can't have an abortion. And pregnancy care centers around the country, they care for mom moms. And if you're watching this and you're pregnant, you're considering an abortion, go to a pregnancy care center. There will be one in your community and they will do a free ultrasound. And if you want to commit an abortion, if you want to go and do an abortion after that, not only would I be surprised because, uh, but, but, you know, right now that's the law. I want you to know that 
I believe without a doubt it's a baby and there's there is life in your womb and what is a mistake could really become a blessing um, uh, in that child. So uh, we talked about um, a lot of kind of like cultural opinion and everything, but what is where did and, and, you know as a Christian if someone's like listening to this, um, where does it say in Scripture for the believer that you know you better look at this appropriately and 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 if we're, our goal is to please God, why would you say that abortion is wrong from a godly perspective? Well, it you know this is an interesting thing. One, uh, uh, like John the Baptist leaped in the womb of his mother when Mary showed up. Mm, interesting. You yeah. know there there right. was there was a life there. Um, Jesus was in the womb of, in the womb of Mary. Psalms 139 talks about the, the life, uh, being fearfully and wonderingly made, knitted together in the mother's womb. Um, there, it's a life, but what's, what's interesting is, so it really comes down to whether you believe it's a life yeah. or not. And, and, and I believe it's a life. Mm-hmm. So there's a command that the Lord gives. It's, it's very simple one. Everybody knows it. Thou shalt not murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thou shalt not kill. Uh, if it's a life and you bring an end to that life, you are killing that life. Yeah. And it's very clear that, um, you know, people will say, here's another trap, Alex. And, and, and it's the people who say Ant, they're, they're pro-abortion. They call it pro-choice. It, you're either pro-abortion or anti-abortion, one or the other. But yeah. we use these other terminology to do it. They say, you know, they're radical pro-lifers. They're radical pro-lifers. And then they say this, even in the case of rape and incest, they think you should have the baby. It's a trap. It's a trap. How, even in, when you debate, it really, that, that, it just makes me laugh that they think by bringing it, you, they're not, so, okay, if you think in the case of rape and incest that there should be abortion, but you should say in any other case there shouldn't be an abortion? Hmm. If you want to make that argument, well, even in that they're radical, they want to do it, and even in rape and incest. Can I, can I tell you something? Even in rape and incest, it doesn't change the fact that it's a life inside of you. Hmm. It's still murder. Yeah. Even when it's done in rape and incest, the life living in the womb is still, when you kill it, it's still murder. And the person who's arguing, the question I have for you then is if, okay, are you saying that you're okay to get rid of abortion except in the case of rape and incest? Don't bring up that trap to the pro the person who supports life if you're not willing to also answer the same question. Are you saying... Okay, if you're willing to say we will we will outlaw abortion except in the case of incest and rape, and it needs to be proven, of course, so that it's not not the sense. I would say, you know, you you, you I, in my case, I would say go back to the ultrasound, show the ultrasound. There there is no logical. Uh, underpinnings for what their argument is. They use a lot of things. If they go on the offensive and attack and they're asking the question, then they don't have to answer their same, the questions they're asking. Yeah. You know, they don't need to be fulfilled. It's, it's, 
it's very clear a biblical truth and and I have a hard time when when there are believers in Christ that that want to say I am okay with abortion I'm okay with that um, the the other interesting question uh, we were actually you know getting ready for this podcast and I asked uh, some of my friends about it uh, what they thought and and that the question was, you know, it was the rape or incest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, how could you, like, he, he, my friend was saying, you know, man, like, I couldn't imagine that, like, you know, being raped and having to carry that baby. And so he said that it would be justified to kill it. And then the other thing was, um, well, if it affects the mother's life, um, well, what I, would be the... The, the 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 struggle with does it affect a mother's life one that would be extremely rare mm-hmm. uh, it, it's one of those things where I think yeah you need to protect the mom mother's life I that that but that happens so rarely it's it's almost why we be bringing it up mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that they like in rape it's and a, incest yeah. if they're pro-abortion and they come to you and say well you do well what about rape and incest and you mm-hmm. say, well, in rape and incest, I think it's okay to abort the baby. You've just lost your moral ground. Mm-hmm. Because what you've said is it's okay to kill some babies, but it's not okay, it, it, it's not okay to kill all the babies, the but we get to choose what babies we're going to kill. How does that fit in the moral compass that we have in society today? Even So I get to choose to kill you, but I'm not going to kill your brother Nick because because of the way you act or, or something in your life that, that we like, we're making a decision, uh, even in rape and incest, when someone is pregnant and that, that baby is in the womb, who are we to determine the impact that baby will have on society? And, and the origination of abortion has something to do with this. Margaret Sanger, who is the founder of abortion. Um, there are, uh, there, some of it's been washed off the internet. Uh, but there, are, there is a history of her doing this among the black population. Hmm. Um, in fact, abortion was quite frankly rooted in a whole lot of racism. Hmm. And, and it was to get rid of black babies that maybe weren't going to be provided for. Hmm. And, and a suppression of the black population. And the person who, you know, I was in Benton Harbor, Michigan, um, and Benton Harbor is about, it's, it's very diverse, much higher population of black than white. And a number of pastor friends who are black pastors in Benton Harbor. And we had this discussion one time and, and they were appalled, uh, by the roots of abortion. They're the ones that shared it with me. And I thought, why is it then that so many people of color support the very thing that was meant to re- op- like uh, repress or hold back the growth of a of a whole cultural uh, ethnic group, and and it, I think a lot of that gets buried in this argument of, of because it's a left or right issue, right? And when you this is the thing, like what I said, stig- political anymore, stigmatizing a group of people. That's what media and that's what the pol- like politics do to keep people in power because if there's no left or right Republican Democrat, like, you know, you can't control a population. And so people blindly follow on the right people blindly follow on the left. And so because their party 
stands a certain way. They don't critically think through the lens of the kingdom of God. It's through their their political party and critical thinking goes it, out the window. It, it is. And this is the frustration I have with the increasing political nature of everything. Mm-hmm. It used to be, be when the silent generation was there, you may be Catholic, you may be Lutheran, you may be Baptist, you may be assembly. Like your religious tradition mm-hmm. kind of determined what your values were. What yeah. you Today, you're either Republican or Democrat. Yeah. And they determine what your values are. Hmm. Neither one, neither one is God's party. Yeah. That we are, we should stand not for party, we should stand for truth and word. And that's what we have to get back to. And, and parties constantly want to judge. Like there will be people who will watch this and they'll hear this and say, ah, oh, they're Republicans because they're <laughs> against abortion. And, and quite frankly, that's, you know, those are the people that get offended. Well, that's offensive to just assume that's, that's where, that's my belief because that's my biblical belief. That's biblical yeah. truth that I stand for. Not because some party dictated that this was our moral compass. Quite frankly, the Republican Party until now hasn't done anything for abortion hadn't passed any laws when they were in the majority. They didn't do anything to stop abortion. Yeah. Hun- millions of babies have been murdered, mm-hmm. and we've stood by, and, and we don't believe that the blood of those babies are going to have some impact on, on our lives, on our, on our national um, landscape. Uh, the, a lot of it, man, it's just virtue signaling. Like it's, uh, I, I, there is this this uh, lady from North Korea, she escaped North Korea and her, her like, you know, goal of going into politics was to show the oppression that's happening with sex trafficking in North Korea to China and like the, the, the terrible conditions these people Mm -hmm. live in and her heart is for the people. And she thought, you know, oh my goodness, when I get to America, these people will help me or politicians will help me. And she had, she was on a podcast with Joe Rogan and she was explaining how she, uh, she, she explained the same thing that they in public supported her or like, but it, 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 no one would literally back her, uh, with like, like, you know, more than just words because it didn't, it wasn't an issue that people were interested in. So since it was, it was a real issue, but people weren't interested in it. It, it wouldn't get a popular vote and their goal was just to win popularity. It's a popularity contest. And if the people aren't concerned with the issue, though it might be dark, it doesn't matter. And that's what you see now with it's, you know, politicians, I think it foregoes responsibility on us because we want a president to give us the freedom. We want a president to represent our faith. We want, that's why I think there was, there was a lot of Trump worship where people, you know, there was no responsibility on the believer. We were hoping that, you know, Trump would just free us all or he'd be our Messiah. Um, and I think that's what we do as Americans. We look to the president and we look to the government, but we st- like, what are we doing? You know, well, and that's what other worlds it. that actually is a narrative in other worlds, hmm. other countries that were not rooted really in faith or in Christ or in the in, in biblical Judeo-Christian values. They would look to the government 
for what they needed. Mm-hmm. They that that was that was like the days of Pharaoh. They were God, and they were to provide and they were to give them everything they need needed. In in our history, it wasn't so much the president that, that was doing that. Um, uh, it, it was God that did that for us. We looked to Him as our provider, and the president was kind of the one who who, you know, did the stuff in our country, managed the country, but we never looked to him as our provider. That has changed today because we've removed God from the culture. And and a majority, I mean, 10 years ago, 96% of Americans viewed, believed that there was a God. Yeah. How they defined that was different, but they all believed there was a God. So when you say pray to your God, which is always interesting to me, um, pray to God, that, that was not foreign. Now that, that number is greatly diminished because of the deception of of um, just creation, quite frankly, that they don't believe there is a creator, um, that it was all scientific, which which in and of itself only proves more that there is a creator. Yeah. Um, but but when you remove God from the equation, then you then the moral there's no moral foundation. What morality yeah. is is what you want. It's a it's a morality exactly. of convenience. Mm-hmm. So people don't want to lose their right to kill something that they feel will be inconvenient in their life. And they want to be able to practice sexual activity in the manner they want to do it with no consequences. Mm-hmm. They want to, it, it's like my daughter, she said something, um, she was watching, she's a children's pastor, for those who don't know, she was watching a movie and she said she noticed that in a lot of these kids' movies, when somebody would do something, like a, 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 a character would go up and hit another character, mm-hmm. and then they would say, I'm sorry for hitting you, and then want to go right back into getting all the rewards of behaving. The kids are being taught that if you say, I'm sorry, there are no consequences. Yeah, And, and I think that's what our society believes today mm-hmm. that if you say, I'm sorry, there are no consequences. So if I do something and I get pregnant, there should be no consequences. I should be able to kill this life inside of me. And as long as there's a group of people that say what's inside of you is a fetus, it's not a baby, which by the way is Latin. Fetus is Latin for baby. Yeah. Uh, the, the, if that's not a baby in you, you could commit. and and to the point of the third trimester, where literally you can see babies are birthed in the third trimester. In some cases, when they come early, you could go one week before birth, and they're aborting babies. Don't tell me that's not a life, just because it's inside the womb. That baby could actually be delivered in those last two to three, four weeks before birth, mm-hmm. it could be delivered, and it's a baby. Um, yeah, there are a lot of preemies. Like, we don't, like, if it's a fetus, you're not like, oh, it could be a chimpanzee. It could be right. a moose. It could be, ex- no, like, it's 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 a human life. We all know that <laughs> if it were to develop, it's a human. It's not a monkey. It's not, so the, the foolish thinking of, well, it's not a life until it, what is it, when it touches oxygen, does it become, you know, yeah. like a baby? Well, but, but Alex, this is interesting. When you will believe anything, mm-hmm. no matter how absurd it is, when you want it to be true. Yeah. 
It's true. Yeah, you know, it's like these million dollar schemes where people say, I'm going to be rich. I got so much money. You know, I just got to give them my paperwork and they, and they think they're rich. When you really want to believe it's true, you will overlook absurd things, obvious things to everyone else. You will mm-hmm. overlook because you want it to be true. That's so good. There's a, a verse because I, you know, whether it's sexuality, whether it's abortion, whether it's all these issues that, you know, are constantly going to be brought up until we are free from sin uh, and our glorified bodies uh, is my body, my choice. Yeah. Right. It's, That's a whether it's going around. sexuality, what, do what makes you happy. Culture mm-hmm. pushes that. And I remember my spirit, like every time that's brought up, I'm like, that's a very obvious statement that's contrary to the Bible, but people exegete Bible, but they, they, it's, it's narcissists where they put themselves into it and they cater their opinion to it. It, it says it plainly, uh, in first Corinthians six nineteen through, uh, through 20, he asks, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit within you, whom you have from God, you are not your own for you were bought with a price. Yeah. It's pretty hard to argue with that. My body, my choice, though, right? Like right. Well, and you got people who are believers saying that. So it's like I can be a believer and not be obedient, not be transformed by any of the word. I don't mm-hmm. need to believe the word. Why? Because I'm saved by grace. Yeah. Quite frankly, and I'm going to be very blunt in this. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know when when you openly reject the truth, you are not walking in the light. You're mm-hmm. walking in darkness. Mm-hmm. And when the truth says that you are not your own and you openly state out, yes, I am, uh, then you're not walking in the light. You're walking in darkness. And, and the Bible says that you're a liar. First John says if you're walking in darkness and you say you're in the light, but you're not in the light, that you're a liar. And um, I, I think it's, it's pretty important that, that we saw. There's another verse that says there is a path that seems right to men. Mm-hmm. but it leads to destruction. And I, I really do believe um, that we're living in a time where people think they can just take whatever path they want and it's going to be okay. Because we are our own gods. And that's the thing. We don't need God unless he can, unless he's a means to something or he's a good thought that, that clears our conscience, but he's not something that we don't submit to. We don't submit to to authority. Yeah. That's the biggest Isn't issue. Isn't that something? And it's become, uh, I, in fact, Sunday I'm working on a message right now in, in generations. And, um, you know, you had the silent generation, you had the baby boomers, and you had Gen X. And how they lived, the code they lived by was a lot different than the code that we see in the millennials and the Gen Z. And I, I think what has happened is we've raised you know, Gen X, Baby Boomers, and the silent gen raised the the millennials and the gen, uh, gen Z. Yeah. And we did not raise them to respect or honor authority. Mm. And so even though we lived in a culture that was honoring, you know, millennials kind of were birthed in that to some extent. In the latter couple of decades, in the 2000s, I would say it's been a throwing off of any honor and respect for any authority. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, and, and I mean, if you like, I mean, we're even talking about um, uh, 
policemen and and uh, law enforcement. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. But like, if I've done wrong, I, you shouldn't arrest me. Mm-hmm. I mean, lawlessness. We're at the door of lawlessness now. I I am a firm believer that you need to respect people. I I'm not sitting here saying that. Some of this stuff should even, we shouldn't even see this stuff going on. We need to treat people with respect. But part of that is recognizing that uh, rebellion is is in us, and we almost entertain it and harbor it in our life. Like we are, we, we, just, we're, we just tend to be more rebellious. I'm going to do what I'm, I want to do, and there's nothing you're going to do to stop it. Mm-hmm. Man, there is, yeah. There's there's so many podcasts I feel like that could have been discussed within this this one thing. Um, I mean there's there's scripture that that backs it, um, like the abortion. Like you know, I think the main thing is when you say my body, my choice. I hope scripture, you know, convicts that thinking uh, with that verse that you are not your own, that you were bought with a price. That you, if you're not serving God, you're serving something. Um, and so I, I pray that you would, you know, you wouldn't take this and, you know, rebel against, you know, everything that was said. I'm not saying that we're the, you know, the voices of truth. You know, you have you have God to to answer to for that. Um, but I pray that this would be something that would. And and let, let me let me put something in because you yeah. said you got God to answer. See, when I when I look at people who are um, pro-abortion and they have no problem with abortion. Mm -hmm. I don't look at them as being horrible people. No. I look them as at really them. They just don't believe one that it's a life. It's a human being inside the womb. Yeah. And when you don't believe it's a human being in the womb, you don't, you're not there to murder it. You're, you're thinking about how it's going to impact your life or the life of that person. And if you don't have God and you don't believe in God, then you don't see any problem with it because there's no moral code. There's nothing you're living by. So it makes sense to you that it should be okay, that every person should have a right. But I would also encourage you, if you're watching and you're pro-abortion, to consider for a moment the people who are anti-abortion are not ignorant people trying to steal the rights of an individual. They are being informed by a creator that they believe is God that is said that life comes from him and that even when it is in the womb, and we have the technology to show life in the womb, that it's murder. And so, uh, you know, if, if we have this dialogue where we have a conversation, maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't. Maybe it won't be until you recognize God as a creator and, 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 and see the Bible as more than just a historical book, that it really is a map of life and how God intended for us to walk and to live. That's what, what we're following. We're following a moral code that we believe is life for people it brings joy it brings security stability in the life and quite frankly that's what the bible does for me it brings security it brings stability it's something i can stand on alex said it best when jesus said it's like you build your house upon the rock 
It doesn't shake. It doesn't change with generations and, and popular opinion. Whereas maybe you're living with no God, no word, no truth except your own, and yeah. it's constantly changing from decade to decade to decade, and, and it's going to seem very uncertain for you. I don't have those feelings. I just stand. So it doesn't matter whether you agree or not. It, it's not my truth. It's yeah. the Creator's truth. That's where I stand. That's where we stand. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can still, and we should, treat each other respectfully and with honor and not cancel people out because they don't agree with us. But d- there are certain things that, that kind of rule um, those positions we're in. The, I heard um, an old pastor say, you know, there, he said, I seriously think that if we were to see, you know, someone uh, executed by electric chair, that there wouldn't be many death penalties uh, that were still in force. And he said, what would that be like magnified to be able to actually witness an abortion? How a doctor takes limb by limb uh, a little baby out of the womb. Uh, what would that like? Would you still be on the side of abortion? And obviously, there's He'll no way to. It. There's no yeah. There's no way to do that. No, there is a way to do it. Well, yeah, there abortion is. Abortion clinics will not do it. They will course, not well, yeah. have an ultrasound while the baby is being aborted because the baby will respond. It's not. They will for if you take out a kidney. Mm-hmm. And you want to watch the kidney coming out? They'll put the they'll put the thing screen right there. You can watch them do the surgery and all kinds of procedures. You can actually watch them cutting out things and doing it. You can watch it on video, but they will not do it on. And mm-hmm. and if you cannot do that because because you know it'll be offensive to the person that it will leave a lasting impact in them. If you cannot show them doing the abortion and what that baby's doing, if it's that offensive, then maybe it might be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's such an incredible point. I just hijacked your point. No, no, it was good. Adding, I didn't even know about the kidney thing. So that's yeah. You I can see that. all yeah. that stuff. You can do that. The technology is there to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a scripture and and ending with this. There's a scripture that I remember Paul talking about, and it totally tripped me up because I'm like, was it that simple? Like I don't feel like I've ever heard that before. It was saying. Uh, that if you think something is a sin, it is a sin by you even thinking that it yeah. is. It's like, you know, I think we try to find the loopholes like the Pharisees would do. Um, but we have the spirit of God. And when there's something that's when there's something that's rubbing against your morality, because your morality now, when you have the spirit of God, is not your own, that you are the there there's a spirit that indwells with inside you, like it talks about in First Corinthians that it's a sin. And, you know, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit and God enough credit that he can speak to you. And, um, I think we try to silence the Holy spirit and push that down until we can't hear it anymore, uh, because we call it evil. And that's actually the unforgivable sin is calling the Holy spirit evil and the the things of God demonic, um, until we can't hear that voice anymore. And don't, don't be fooled by culture and uh, people literally making money off of your opinion. Yeah. Um, don't be fooled, but they don't, because truly, truly, do you think they actually care for you? There's someone who does care for you, um, and he and he lives forever, and he knows you. He knew you 
in, in, in the darkness of your mother's womb, what it talks, what David, King David uh, wrote about, that he knit you together, that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, um, just like these aborted babies God knew. Um, so, and, and the interesting thing is, it's not so much these aborted babies, I believe, are in the presence of God. Oh, I believe that too. I was just about yeah. to say that. Yeah. yeah. So I hijacked another one of your thoughts. No, you're, you're on point of that. Yeah. Thing I'm so, so he hijacked, like, well, hijacked. The, the, like, these babies are in heaven. It's the impact on the mother and society with them being gone. The, like, God does not give life that wasn't, he, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mm-hmm. God put life in there. He never gives you more than you can handle. And if you're, if you're somebody watching this right now, I'm not trying to say, hey, you, you better not have an abortion or you're going to go to hell. That, that's not what I'm saying. I want you really to recognize that what's in you is this life. Mm-hmm. And it has the potential to bring you life. Mm-hmm. Like when that baby's born and you see in so many cases where moms had considered abortions and the baby is born and they're like, I'm so glad I didn't because this child is bringing me life. Yeah. Like this child gives me purpose. And even in the situations where that person cannot um, raise that child, does not have the capacity to raise that child, even in those situations, there are parents that are waiting for a baby because they couldn't have a baby on their own because for some reason they weren't able, but they want to parent a child. They want to love a child. And and so you, you give people, you bless families and homes with a child that maybe you can't handle at the time. And, and you're looking ahead and it's just not convenient how, oh man, but you would bless the lives of so many people. And think about this, you would give that child an opportunity to live life and to accomplish great things. How many problems in our world would no longer, how, how many cancers would be solved if we didn't abort babies? How many solutions would we have if we didn't get rid of the solution makers, babies? And I believe you, out of 40 million babies, somewhere in there, we, we aborted not just babies, we aborted the answers to some of our problems. That's interesting. That's good. Social issues, we've aborted them. Revelations, we've aborted them. Great leaders, we've aborted them. It, it's 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 really but it's so it's just a political argument anymore it's a hot hot topic mm-hmm. yeah there's before there was government oh man you know the innate value of a of a human being <laughs> and a, a political party can't determine that that's what god does and when you when you stand before him whether you believe him or not you're going to have to stand before him and you know the political party inside you lean on all those things are going to be stripped away, and that's not going to matter at all. So, you know, our, our prayer is that you want to be deceived into, you know, material things that people are swaying uh, or you're, you're manipulating for popularity, popularity in a vote or exploiting for money. Uh, don't, get, don't get sold out to that because that's not what God's heart is in our, in our heart. It's not to condemn you. 
uh, but to bring awareness. And we pray that you would take this to God and you would look at scripture and you would do your own digging. Because again, I believe that there's a spirit and I believe that it brings wisdom. And, and I pray, I know that you have access to that because of Jesus, what he did, that we can approach the throne with boldness. Uh, so you know what to do. I, I pray that you would spend time with God. And, and if this is something that you're, you're probably watching this and you're throwing pillows at the phone or you're at the TV, whatever you're doing, and you're just absolutely frustrated, um, don't be frustrated with us. Take that to prayer. And if we're wrong, we'll have to answer to that. But I, I, you, have just as, uh, you have just the same access as we do to going before and, 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 and looking at the scriptures and going before God. And, and bringing this to him, your offense. So and we pray this blessed you. Uh, we love you guys. And email us if you have a grievance or, or a question. We would we love to communicate with you. Uh, and you can do that by emailing me at pastoralex at bethelsrock.org. Uh, That's pastoralex at bethelsrock.org. We love you guys. And we'll see you next well, week. Well, before you finish... And that was such a good ending. You were so smooth, too, on it. You had it down. I, I, I want to put a P.S. P.S. On this. Mm-hmm. If, if you're interacting with people who, and you're, you're anti-abortion, mm-hmm. and you're dealing with people who are pro-abortion, remember, how you interact with them says a whole lot. Mm-hmm. In, order, in order to get even with someone, you have to get even with them. Mm-hmm. And we don't, we, it, it's such an important principle. We are known by our love. So we love people we don't agree with. Yep. And we can have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. in a loving way, even if they're aggressive back. That's good. It, it, it's, so it's okay to have discussion, but don't get, don't get pulled into the emotional aspect of it where you lose all logic and reason. Mm-hmm. We have the truth. That's good. And in the end, that truth will prove to be the, the truth, the real thing. And you, so you don't need to fight it. You will never, you'll never win something that people want to fight. Just share your heart. And when they close, the, you just walk away. You don't get into that fight. You don't, you don't get angry. You don't tear them apart. You don't attack them. You just say, hey, this is the truth. And so... This is one of those topics where I see a lot of Christians getting pulled in and they look more like unbelievers than they do believers because they're getting in this debate thinking it's justified anger, justified response to it. And so I just want to encourage you to uh, uh, P.S. to remember that. God bless you.